0: Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinny Aguneshaker,
1: a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the Steam Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids, and build up future Steam superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. Danielle and I actually just finished a, doing a live panel for a design conference, and it was so
0: much fun. You did such a remarkable job. I would have never known that it was your very first panel. I think panels are so fun because many people can share their opinions on a topic. We got to talk about all things robotics, STEAM, and education. I loved it, and we were all age 21 and under. Youth are changing the world in big, big ways, and so can you, our listeners. Today we are going to be talking about habitat loss and how clearing trees and draining the wetlands affects animals that live in these habitats and how technology can be used to help save the animals. This is a big problem that I'm very passionate about because I care so much about our oceans and about our indigenous lands and the animals that live on them. As someone who wants to be a biorobotics engineer, which is the emulation of biological organisms either mechanically or chemically. I need to focus on protecting the animals that I study to model the robots after, but what does this all mean?
1: Great question, Danielle. I'm going to read a piece by Allison Shaw on National Geographic Kids about the jaguar that really stood out to me and shows us why we should care about this. A jaguar paces at the edge of a rainforest in Brazil. The big cat once roamed through a jungle packed with trees but now part of its home is a working farm with herds of cattle that have taken over the jaguars' territory. A hundred years ago, jaguars ranged from the southwestern United States to Argentina in South America. Today, their territory has shrunk by more than half, and they live mostly in the Amazon rainforest. And jaguars aren't the only animals losing their homes. According to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, habitat loss, is the main threat to about 85% of all endangered plant and animal species.
0: Wow, that is really scary. We need to advocate for change. The article also talks about how tropical rainforests cover about 7% of the Earth's land, but they're home to an estimated half of all known plant and animal species. Most experts agree that about 80,000 acres disappear every single day. When trees are cut down for lumber and land is cleared for farms, trees also play an important role in absorbing the carbon dioxide that contributes to climate change. Fewer forests means that more greenhouse gases remain trapped in our atmosphere. We talked about uh, greenhouse gases last episode and why they are so, so dangerous and what our current presidential administration is doing about it.
1: According to the United Nations Environment Program, which coordinates the organization's environmental activities, the Earth is in the midst of a crisis, with 150 to 200 species of plants, insects, birds, and mammals reportedly going extinct every 24 hours. That's only one day. Biologists say that's 1,000 times the rate that's considered natural extinction. A 2019 UN report notes that approximately 1 million animal and plant species are threatened with extinction, many within decades.
0: And just so everyone knows, UN stands for the United Nations. People called conservationists work to protect animals and their habitats, but people who are good at other things or who do other jobs can advocate for animals and our earth too. For example, our meat industry is really, really harmful to animals and biodiversity. We cut down so many trees and use so much water in the beef industry, and that's really scary. Let's take a step back for a second. What is biodiversity? So it's short for biological diversity, and it's the term that we use for the variety of animals, plants, fungi, bacteria, and other intertwined life forms within any ecosystem. But why is it so important? The more biodiversity there is, the stronger an ecosystem is because small changes will have less of an effect on its stability. This is what National Geographic says. All species are interconnected. They depend on one another. Forests provide homes for animals. Animals eat plants. The plants need healthy soil to grow. Fungi help decompose organisms to fertilize the soil. Bees and other insects carry pollen from one plant to another, which enables the plants to reproduce. With less biodiversity, these connections weaken and sometimes break, harming all the species in the ecosystem. Biodiversity is so important to people in many, many ways. Plants for instance, help humans by giving off oxygen. They also provide food, shade, construction material, medicines, and fiber for clothing and paper. The root system of plants helps prevent flooding. Plants, fungi, and animals such as worms keep the soil fertile and the water clean. As biodiversity decreases, these systems break down. I just mentioned the beef industry, but how can you make an impact? Be conscious about what you eat and try to reduce the number of animal products that you eat and drink, like milk, hamburgers, hot dogs, and bacon. Being conscious can make a huge difference. For example, I don't eat milk or eggs or beef or pork, for starters.
1: I don't eat beef or pork either, Danielle. This is because of the religion I follow. Make sure that you are staying healthy as well as keeping the environment around you healthy. The clothes that you wear make a huge difference too. Did you know that many clothes are made out of plastics or use oil to be made? That is crazy. Buying secondhand is not only less expensive, but means you'll be keeping plastic out of landfills and positively contributing to the decrease in worldwide textile demand and waste too. It means less resources used and wasted. Through thrifting, you keep the resources invested in all of these clothing items from going to waste. Technology plays a huge role in biodiversity and protecting our earth and is something we are really excited to talk about.
0: So I'm going to pull that back for a second to thrifting as well as diet. And I actually grew up uh, wearing thrifted clothing. And it was uh, most of the time my parents would get clothes for us or they would get hand-me-downs from like a thrift store. And I always felt really embarrassed. You know, a lot of my peers were wearing clothes that were not thrifted and were brand shiny new and super trendy. And I just felt kind of left out. As I grew up, I realized that the decisions that my parents made actually help our environment in so many different ways, and I didn't even know it. I think that's really special, the power that we hold as individuals to make such a great impact. A lot of recycled clothes that we donate to different uh, thrift shops actually get burned in other countries and thrown away. So being able to keep stuff in our closet for a really long time and reuse them and reuse them again and wear our clothes as much as possible that has a lot of potential to help our earth in great ways. Also going back to food and religion, I think uh, many of us don't eat uh, beef and pork and many of you may not for religious reasons like Vinia. And you may not even have considered that your diet choices uh, affect our environment in such positive ways. And I think that's really, really cool. But let's take this back to tech, something that you and I both love Vinia. Drones have become a great ally to conservationists. According to the Solar Impulse Foundation, drones help monitor species by providing aerial images of large areas that are sometimes difficult to access. So an aerial image is, imagine like you're in a plane and you're looking down at a forest or the Grand Canyon or something, or a bird's eye point of view. You're very high up and you're able to see a lot of area. But sometimes planes aren't able to go in certain areas, so drones can Recently, scientists made a breakthrough discovery for wildlife monitoring. Special cameras were fitted on drones and flew above a forest to identify orangutans and their heat signatures. The experiment, conducted by people like astrophysicists and conservationists, was super successful, as 41 orangutans were spotted in over two days.
1: I love orangutans. They are so cute. Orangutans are only found in rainforests. They spend nearly their entire lives in trees, swinging in treetops and building nests for sleep. If their habitat is threatened, they have nowhere to go, and now there aren't many left in the world. Solutions using technology can be really helpful and change the world for animals like the orangutan. Think about how much tech affects the world around us. Have you ever seen a drone
0: before? I have. I really would like to learn how to make one at home. I saw a video on YouTube about how you can 3D print one, and that made me really want to do it too. YouTube is such a great place for learning, I'm always having such a great time understanding new things. Like one time, I was on a long airport layover, and so basically I had a lot of time before I had to catch my next plane, I was just sitting there for a super long time, I was like why don't I check out YouTube, and I started watching a lot of chemistry videos and watch this amazing chemist and chemical experiments. And I was really intrigued. Chemistry was something that I always struggled with in school, and I was convinced that I never had an opportunity or a chance to be good at it. I would study and study and study, and I just never got better. And that's something that was really difficult for me because I take a lot of pride in being really good at different STEAM subjects. So it definitely took a bit of a shot at my pride, and I just felt really disappointed in myself. But after watching those YouTube videos and seeing that chemist explain experiments in really clear ways, I realized that I could actually do what that chemist was doing. I could do experiments in chemistry if I wanted to. And I've actually been working on one to discover the effects of different 3D print materials and how their biodegradation affects the soil around them. So, for example, just because something biodegrades, which means basically uh, decomposes into the earth, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for the earth. And so I wanted to look at different products that say they're biodegradable and see exactly what that means, because there isn't a lot of regulation or information on what that means for specific products. So that's actually a chemistry experiment. And I realized that I could be a steam innovator and a steam superhero in different ways than ever before. And I think that's so exciting. But I want you to think about things that you can learn about online by picking up an environmental topic say biodiversity or pipelines that we talked about in our last episode and learn five new facts about it that you didn't know before i suggest looking into national geographic kids for new topics and awesome articles
1: there are tons of experiments on the internet about every single topic out there i challenge you our listener to make one new decision to impact our earth You can share the facts you just learned with a friend, or you can try to reduce how many animal products you eat, or you can try to wear more recycled clothing, or wear your older siblings clothes instead of throwing them away.
0: There are so many decisions that we can make to impact our Earth in small ways, which is important because there are so many things going into negative climate impact. Let's problem solve. We are never too small or too young to make a difference. I think that's something that's really important to know, especially if we feel really discouraged in our STEAM process, especially like I did about chemistry or how I do sometimes about different subjects. We can continue on and pursue what we love, even when there are setbacks, or even when there are big problems, like the threat of extinction for so many animals. But we can take that passion and that drive to do better and want to make change, and use it to come up with new solutions and new ideas to help the world around us every single day. And I think that's really, really special. I wanted to thank you all for joining us on another episode of Hands-On Techie Talks. Join us next Tuesday for a new episode.